You're listening to She Thrives Radio. This is episode number 87, and today's topic is a hot one. This is something that I get asked about a lot because if you are a frequent listener around here or a client of mine or someone who follows me on any platform, you know that something that we talk about a lot around here is personal improvement and listening for what you need and what you want and learning how to get in touch with that, living more authentically, all of these things. One of the most common questions I get sort of in response to that is, but isn't that selfish? And we're going to talk about it today. Radio is a production of She Thrives, a space designed to help you take care of you through a holistic and maybe sometimes unexpected approach to your own well-being. I'm Taylor Gage, your BS-free health and mindset coach, and your host who loves lifting heavy, laughing hard, keeping it real, and seeing you live like you love yourself. If you're looking to stop merely surviving and instead start thriving, well, you're in the right place. You ready? I'm super excited to have this conversation with you today because, for a lot of reasons, but really mostly because I believe this is fucking important. (laughs) I really believe this is an important conversation because I think that All of the misconceptions and the garbage that we drag around with this concept of selfish is what is keeping so many of us stuck in these loops that really, really hurt us. So I'm going to expand on this. We're going to get into all of it, but I'm just excited to have this conversation. So like I mentioned in the intro, um, this is something that comes up a lot for me in my job, right? So I work with clients uh, in STA, my 70-day mentorship program that is really... You know, if I had to put it into like a sentence, I would say that it really sums up or maybe boils down instead, boils down to a program that teaches you how to take care of yourself. So naturally, when we start having these conversations, you know, the first part of this program is like essentially unlearning, right? We're removing, we're shipping down, we're unpacking, we're just challenging all of these rules and questioning all of our beliefs and all this kind of stuff. Then we move into the second half of the program, which involves some um, sort of implementation. It's like now that that has been removed a little bit, we can start getting a lot more in tune with who we actually are under the noise, under the surface, and what we actually want for ourselves. And it's generally around this point that I get some questions, right? Like, well... I'm afraid to make this time for myself, or I I don't really feel like I can do this, or I'm nervous to do this because of this idea that I will be looked at like that is a selfish thing to do. In other words, knowing what you want for yourself, knowing what your opinion is on a matter, and checking with yourself before you tune in and ask everybody else about their opinion and their thoughts and their ideas and their schedules and their desires, for so many of us is considered selfish. Yeah, and I got some shit to say about that. So first, let's talk about what selfish actually is. I'm going to pull up a um, definition from the dictionary. I don't really know why I do this, but I sometimes feel like it's important for us all to get on the same page about what we're actually talking about here, right? So 
Selfish is generally defined if I'm looking at, uh, I'm trying to find the Miriam, yeah, Miriam Webster, okay, says that selfish is concerned excessively or exclusively with oneself. So seeking or concentrating on one's own advantage, pleasure, or well-being without regard for others. So disregard for other people, I think, is a huge theme there, right? I think that scrolling through some of these other uh, definitions that I'm seeing here, another thing that's coming up here is a lack of empathy for others, right? Another way of saying complete disregard. So it's like completely ignoring everybody else and completely only focusing exclusively or excessively on yourself. And so I want to make a couple distinctions about this and what learning how to listen to your own opinion or prioritize your own needs, how that can be, maybe why that is misconstrued with exclusively or excessively listening to that at the expense of complete disregard or lack of empathy for everybody else in your life. Because these are very, very, very different things. So let's talk about them. So I read you the like Merriam-Webster definition of selfish or whatever, but I want you to just kind of play along with this little thought experiment for a second. And I want you to think of somebody in your life who you think of as selfish. This may not be like your best friend, probably, hopefully not, you know? Maybe this could be somebody from years and years ago. This could be like an ex, this could be like a whatever, this, who knows, this could be anybody. But I just want you to like put a form to this and I want you to think of some of the characteristics involved to the people that we are saying are selfish. Now, this is not gonna be exclusive across the board to everybody. There's gonna be a nuance here, of course. But one of the things that I think we might find is if we held up all of these, you know, characteristics and examples and traits in what we, you know, and what we think of these people up against each other, I think a few things will really stand out. And I think it's worth thinking about some of the synonyms or these other traits that we apply to people who we think of as selfish because I want us to start seeing how these things are really different than I think that we think they are. So in my mind, at least, you may have a little bit of a different input here, but in my mind, at least, if I'm thinking about somebody who's selfish, here are some of the cinnamon, oops, cinnamons, <laughs> synonyms that I might also think of when I'm thinking about that person. So arrogant, maybe like dismissive, inconsiderate, you know, inconsiderate of other people, inconsiderate, inconsiderate of other people's feelings or thoughts or time, rude, Maybe manipulative almost, right? Um, narcissistic perhaps, immature, maybe even like attention seeking in some ways. Do you kind of, would, would we kind of agree that those traits tend to be with, with the idea of selfish? Like those kind of go hand in hand more often than not. What I want us to really understand here is that every single one of those things on that list, arrogance, being rude, inconsiderate, being immature, being dismissive, narcissistic, manipulative, being attention-seeking, any of these things are actually driven from a place of, you guessed it, fear, right? That's coming from a place of fear in the individual, right? 
arrogance is, is the same thing as, as hiding excessively. It's just manifest differently from different people, right? Some people overcompensate. Some people really retreat and shield and hide and cover. It's both insecurity and fear of being seen, though. Rudeness, like being inconsiderate of other people, like not being able to take feedback or criticism or just take other people's like feelings or time or anything into account. All of this is coming from a place of insecurity, of emotional immaturity, and of definite, like a sense of definite lack and scarcity in that person. In other words, it's all fear. It's all based out of fear. All of that. Do you kind of see how... Do you kind of see that? That they're all just kind of like branches on the same tree. So when we're talking about taking care of ourselves, right? Liking ourselves, taking care of ourselves, honoring our own needs, even just listening for our own needs, because most of us don't even know how to do that, right? Is that selfish? Is that coming from a place of fear or insecurity or lack? I just don't think so. I think it's actually the entirely other end of that spectrum. That behavior, liking yourself and taking care of yourself and knowing what you want and how to honor it, that is coming from a place of love. And here's kind of the, the, the cool part of that is when you're treating yourself with love, you are inherently treating other people with love. If you're only being nice to other people out of fear, <laughs> right? Out of fear of rejection or fear from criticism or fear of uh, not being liked or fear from getting kicked out or fear of anything at all, it's still fear. It's coming from fear, right? You are still acting from a place of fear. And we're like I said, we're back where we started here, right? It's all coming from a place of fear. So I want you to see how these are complete diversions in two totally different directions in that learning how to like yourself and listen to yourself and trust yourself and honor yourself is not based in fear. It is the other side of that spectrum, right? And I think that, I think actually one of the guests that I had on the show recently, Cara Lowenthal, really put this most beautifully when she shared, um, I think in our interview actually, uh, how you can kind of see this dynamic at play because when you are in a place of fear or constant sort of, um, self-loathing or constant self-criticism or that kind of headspace, that is when we are actually most obsessed with ourselves. <laughs> Our head is going all day long with what people thought of us, how we related there, what did we did wrong, what did we do wrong, what do, what do they think of us, do they like us, how did I fuck that up? Like we are constantly thinking of ourselves. Cue the Mariah Carey song. Why are you so obsessed with me? Oh, 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 oh. All right, right? We're obsessed with ourselves when we don't really like ourselves. However, when we actually get to a place of self-love or acceptance with ourselves, all that kind of like constant looping about ourselves, the volume gets turned down on that like hella hard. We don't actually think about ourselves all that much, but we do know how to listen for our gut, right? Our opinions. What we like, what we don't like, what crossed a line, what's okay, what's cool, what's not cool, right? Like we know who we are, essentially, and we trust it. So I think that's a really interesting thing to kind of grab a hold of and explore there, right? Like it is when we are in that place of fear that we tend to be more selfish, although I don't think that we intend to do it, right? It's not like 
we want to do that. I think it's actually, we really are trying to project to everybody else that that's not how we are and we're super caring and we make everybody happy and we'll make sure everybody's content. We'll comp, right? But really it's kind of just coming from this place of like, oh my God, please don't leave me. Don't reject me. Don't judge me. But when we love ourselves, it doesn't really matter what anybody else has to say about it because we love ourselves and that's fine, right? So when we are coming from a place of love, right, it is literally the opposite of coming from the place of fear like we've been talking about, right? So when we are operating in our lives from a place of love or acceptance or peace or however you want to think about it, you are operating from a place of abundance, right, versus scarcity with people who operate from a place of fear, You are operating from a place of emotional health and emotional maturity. And here is the cool part about that. Like I just talked about before, when that's, when you have that depth, when you have that emotional fitness, when you have that healthy emotional maturity and you know how to relate to and move through your own shit, it inherently just removes this concept of you being dismissive or disregarding other people's feelings. You're actually super fucking tuned in to everybody else's emotional state. Because guys, this is huge. I hope you hear me when I say this. You can only meet others as deeply as you've met yourself. And I can't take credit for that wording. I saw it on a meme, but that's like, that's a that's a cold hard fact right there, right? That's what this like compassion, what that's what all of this inner work really does for you. Yes, it benefits you, but it also benefits how you see everybody else, right? So you start seeing people as human versus a list of perfect um, attributes or flaws, just in the same way that you start seeing yourself as human versus it being a checklist of perfection or lack of perfection and flaws. I want you to see how this kind of all works together. I think it's really interesting. And so this emotional fitness, like this emotional maturity and health really helps you, like I said, be tuned into other people's, other people's shit. Not in like, I'm going to carry it for you and do the work for you kind of way, but in like an empathetic and compassionate space. And that, like I said, is already the opposite of selfishness. Like you're tuned into it. You see it. You're there with it. You respect it. In fact, You honor it in other people when you're honoring it in yourself. And I just want to paint this picture to be sure that we're all really clear on how this really unfolds over time. When we consistently or persistently suppress our own opinions or needs or wants or values. Because I really firmly believe that we all actually know what that shit is. We just like never ask ourselves. We just like don't even, we don't even like, we don't even give ourselves permission to access that own part of ourselves. You know, I think especially as women, it's like we have been taught that that actually isn't ours to decide. So we take this like box containing our needs, our values, our interests, our desires, our opinions. And we lock it up, we go throw it in the basement, and we pile a bunch of shit on it, and we never look at it, and we just kind of leave it there. And that's like how we exist. And so in the meantime, while that's all getting buried over there, and we're just like abiding by everybody else's fucking whim and want and desire and need, what's happening ultimately on a fundamental level there is you are living in a state of constant self-betrayal. And this sounds really dramatic, 
<laughs> but and it can be like it can be in the big ways but I want you to understand too that when you decide that you know you don't want to go out on this Friday night because it's been like a crazy week and you are so stressed out and you know that you just need like one night of like of a couple hours of reading a book and just like an early bedtime or something like that right and then someone texts you like Friday afternoon like hey want to go get a drink and you like you know you know what you want to do but you say Sure, yeah, let's go get a drink. What you just did there, right, when you really didn't want to do it, but you did it or you said yes to it, is you betrayed yourself. And I, I want to like be clear here that like that example is small, but if you look carefully at your own day or your own week, how many times is an example like that actually happening? And I want you to take a look at the power of the compound effect of having that happen over and over and over and over again. Of you subconsciously or on some level knowing what it actually is that you want or that you need or what your opinion is, but you shoving it away, throwing it under the bus in order to make someone else happy or have them not complain or have them like you. So when we constantly live in this state, guys, like it's no big fucking surprise here that this is the space that really tends to breed big problems, right? Big problems within ourselves, big problems within our relationships, right? This is how like a lack of self-trust really gets thriving and growing real strong, right? When we don't trust ourselves, this is a huge part of it. This is how massive weird fights happen in our relationships where like resentment builds up like over time, right? Because of this. This is how, you know, we wake up one day when we are, you know, just we wake up one random Tuesday and we look at our life and we're like, how the fuck did I get here working this job I don't even fucking want in this house I didn't need, did, did it like making all these choices that I feel like I never actually decided for myself. Right. It just I kind of like I just kind of was on the straight and narrow. I was doing like what I thought I was, should be doing. Like, Do you see this? How when we are constantly turning away our own opinions or desires or wants or needs, especially in replacing those with what everybody else thinks that we should think or want or need, how this breeds just like disappointment, resentment, fights, a lack of self-trust, a lack of confidence, a lack of actually experiencing in our life what we want for ourselves. Like guys, I mean, the list goes on. So on the other side of this, when we learn how to actually take that box out of the garage or basement, the one that has our needs and our values and our interests and our desires and our, our opinions, when we take that out and we unpack it, and we go through it and we learn how to really honor what's in there. I call, I don't have words for how far that is from selfish guys. You are now not only taking care of yourself, but everybody who shares your life, all of your relationships and everybody you meet in whatever path you choose benefits from that. This is literally the metaphor. <laughs> is that, am I allowed to say that? That's ridiculous. It's literally the metaphor, but we're doing it. This is literally the metaphor of putting on your fucking oxygen mask. You could be sitting next to your child on the airplane and they, they say every single time, right, that the mask has to go on you first. And even though it is your child and someone who you would gladly fucking die for sitting right next to you, what you have to do is make sure that you survive because it matters. 
I just think that so many of us exist in our lives running around putting oxygen masks on fucking everybody and straightening their bow ties and telling them they're pretty and asking them what they need and making sure everybody's super fucking comfortable. And in the meantime, we have not done a damn thing for ourselves. And I like to, I really want to reiterate that I truly believe that this is coming from a place of fear, whether we realize it or not. Because I think that there's a difference between treating people with care and kindness and compassion and taking care of the world around you, but not having it come at the expense of your life. Like, do you, are you with me on this? Here's another consideration for you, team. When it comes to this, I, this concept of selfish, this word selfish, I'm just gonna throw this out there and you can think, take of it what you, you know, make of it what you will. Um, <clears throat> gonna get real close to the mic right here. Do men get this trope? Yeah, that's what I thought. Really for the overwhelming majority of this, no, they don't. It's kind of fucked up actually how this seems to be a word that's exclusively related to women because for everything I've just explained here, right? It's like it is sort of expected that we put our own goals, our own opinions, our own values, our own whatever the fuck away and dance around for everybody else to make sure they're all super content and enjoying the show. And I'm just like, I'm not fucking here for it. I'm not fucking here for having you spend your entire life tap dancing for a bunch of fucking idiots out of fear that knowing who you are and what you want puts you at the risk of being looked at as someone who is selfish. And so I'm gonna just say this right now that I have sort of like reappropriated that word in my own life. And that to me is actually not a bad word. I, I, I think that it is for a lot of us like the worst thing we could be called on a list of about five things that I think we all know what includes, but I think lazy is definitely on that word. We can do a whole nother episode on lazy because that's a whole thing too. But I know selfish is on that list as well. That's like some of the worst things that most of us can be called. And to honestly, like I said, I have reappropriated it, right? I have made that a good word and I have no fucks to give about anybody pointing anything in my direction and saying that bitch is selfish. I'd be like, you know what? Yes, I am. And thank you so much for noticing. Listen, team, we have more problems on this planet than people who love themselves too much. Like, that's not the problem that we're faced with. In fact, I want to go so far and offer this to you so that you can see it the way that I see it. I deeply believe that the issues that we experience personally, like in our own world, like in our own minds, our own hearts, how we think about ourselves, how we feel, how our minds work, the thoughts we have, how that manifests out into the actions, like, you know, all of that. Interpersonally, like in our families and communities and in our relationships. And then also like the world at large team, like societal, cultural levels. I deeply believe that every single one of those things stems on some level from people who actually don't know how to like themselves. The issues we are experiencing and we see and we know really well and personally, right? These issues are not born from people who like themselves too much or love themselves too much. It's actually the opposite. They are born from a place of fear of people who don't like themselves or are constantly living in a place of insecurity, right? Immaturity, emotional immaturity, 
it's lack and scarcity, everything we were talking about earlier in the show, right? That's the stuff that grows monsters. But love, guys, liking yourself, loving yourself, knowing yourself, mm-mm. to me, that is literally the medicine to all of those things, period. I deeply believe that our most effective or powerful route to healing on an interpersonal level, on an intrapersonal level, on a societal level, actually stems from, gasp, <laughs> putting yourself first. And just to be clear, just to tie this all around to what we talked about earlier, when you put yourself first, when you ask yourself your opinion about something first before you know asking for everybody else's, when you ask what your needs in this hour, this day, this week, this month are before checking in with everybody else's needs, when you're doing it, it doesn't mean that you're not therefore checking in with anybody else, right? Like these things are not mutually exclusive. You can check in with yourself first and then go check in with everybody else. Just like when you put your oxygen mask on yourself, it doesn't mean that you're not putting it on the people around you or your child or anybody else, right? It's not putting it on yourself and then crossing your arms and being like, well, tough fucking noogies, everybody else, because I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be survived. I'm going to be survived and all you guys are just going to whatever. Like that's not the vibe, right? And quick side note, if that is the vibe, you understand where that's coming from, right? Like that's lack and that's scarcity. Like if everybody else lives and there's less for me, you know what I'm saying? Do you see that? You see that connection? Like that's fear, case in point. It is also, you guessed it, selfish. And to be fair, it doesn't necessarily mean that you always put your needs or your wants in front of everybody else's or choose it, right? But it is important that you know how to access that. Like you need to know how to access your own opinion and you need to know how to trust it. And you need to know how to honor what you hear in there and understand that no part of that, of learning how to take care of yourself on this fundamental level is a bad fucking thing. So I just, I think that that's all I have to say on this topic team. Obviously I could go on and on about this, but I just want you to understand that when you, you know, do work like this on yourself, whether you're doing it by yourself, right? Like doing some inner work or learning how to set boundaries or learning how to make time for yourself or learning how to trust yourself or whatever it is, if you're doing it for yourself or if you're investing in a program like STA or like working with me, which to be clear is an investment, right? It's an investment of time. It's an investment of money. It's an investment on all, across all resources because it expedites this process, right? It takes this what could be years and years and years of work and it, it shrinks it down into a much shorter time frame for you. And I know that there's a huge hesitation on that front to be like, well, I can't do this because it makes me selfish. And I just like, I want you to understand how this is the best fucking work that you can do, not only for yourself, but those who share your life and society and our fucking culture that is riddled with issues at large. If we want any of that shit to change, we have to start with ourselves. And that by definition requires that you have to know how to take care of yourself. And this is important, how to take care of yourself from a place of love. And so if that makes us selfish for learning how to do that, well then, so fucking be it. <laughs> I hope all of you go out and have the most selfishly delicious day, okay? I want you to start tuning in, start listening, 
asking yourself what you need, what you like, what you think, and just start getting in the habit, just start dancing with that idea of checking in there before running around and putting out everybody else's fire and making sure they're all happy and content, okay? Okay, until next time. today's show, please take a moment to share a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button while you're at it. If you're looking for some more She Thrives goodness in your life, you can find me posting over on Instagram at She Thrives blog. And if you're interested in learning how to work with me inside She Thrives Academy, head over to my website at www.shethrivesblog.com to learn more and check out all the deeds for you there.